This episode of Back to Work is brought to you by Smile Software. Smile makes awesome productivity apps for OS X and iOS, including PDF Pen and my personal favorite, Text Expander. Seriously, you guys, Text Expander. Get 20% off any of Smile's apps by visiting smilesoftware.com slash B2W and using the coupon code B2W811. Our thanks to Smile for making great software and for supporting 5x5 and Back to Work. Big week, man. Big week. Oh, God. I'm so overwhelmed right now, Dan Benjamin. Should I turn the music off, maybe? I, I don't know if that'll help. I've been, I've been, trying, <laughs> I've been trying to talk to the, the jackals and, and the nerds, and man, that is complicated. I don't know how you do that. You must have some way of... Have you configured your application to have the IRC make sense? Yeah, I use a different... Um, I use a different like, theme that actually it makes it look more like campfire. Hmm. Makes it look like a... You, you mean, know, you mean third- overpriced? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. That's, that's exactly. It's exactly. I'm gonna what wake I was up thinking. with a white with a white web page in my bed. <laughs> that's actually apropos because Faith just saw that movie. Check. I saw that. Yeah, that's, I just saw it. That's once. That's good. Sorry, there's no, a little there's a little more echo on this end because we're we're trying to resolve an audio issue where. Um, there's our French. There's not, French doors. Where our show's not good. Where our show's not good. That's that's the issue. <laughs> well, that's another. That's all the other issue. Did you file a radar on that? <laughs> I did. I'll tangle me. Journal that. I. I'm, you know, tangle's really starting to get under my skin. I got to tell you the truth. Oh, if you already you, don't like it. <clears throat> um, well, I don't dislike it, but I had to schedule, as I'll tell you someday when we have a phone call again. I had to schedule four things this week, and mm. it got a little overwhelming with the with the with the emails and whatnot. Mm. But you know. It's okay. Boy, this thing just keeps rolling, doesn't it? With a lot of people. There's Williams. Hi, Williams. There's, uh, I talked to some people, I think. I think I put a call in after that name and the name, and then I'm talking to them. Is that accurate? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I don't even know if they can see me. So. Hmm. No, they can hear you. Right, right there, right there in the IRC. Oh, yeah. They can see you in there. They can see you <sighs> typing. Is it expensive for you to do that? Run an IRC channel? Yeah, with audio. Oh, push, see, push I, Dan, it. I don't yes. think I don't think yes, I understand anything you do anymore. I don't. When you made web pages, I thought I understood it. Now I'm just baffled. I'm baffled. Now, can I ask you a question? Are things are things starting to get a little more settled? I think so, especially with these rugs today. I mean, other than the the reverb, which um, is really ki- like I don't know if you can hear it, but it's killing me right now. Like that, my I hear the you don't hear it, Faith. Oh, this is the worst reverb. It's horrible. You mean like you get like a slapback, like a little delay? Yeah, a little bit because the, I'm facing it. See that we have these French doors, and I'm oh, going to put some in front of these uh, these French doors. It's cute. sure. Well, what do you think for size made out of mirrors? <laughs> Maybe you should think a little harder before you decide which continental doors you put on your house. <laughs> you know, it's nice as Dutch doors. Very true. <clears throat> um, How are you? Big week. Big week for you. Pretty big. big really? What? What I do? I don't know. It just seems like every week is a big. Week. I've been. I haven't told you, Dan. I've been doing a lot. I'm doing a lot. I've been listening to a lot of hip hop, hip hop music. <clears throat> I've been listening to. I've um, been buying people records on iTunes. And really, it's funny. I haven't received anything. Yeah, because you don't like music. I, I've been. I would listen today. I listen to music today. Faith walked said, in. Said, and said, and the Corey like, record. He sent me a Boston spaceships. Uh, Boston spaceships record. So I'm moving it around. I sent somebody built a spill record. It's it's been a it's been a '90s week. This is. Let's just start it. Can we start over? Go ahead. Yeah. Why French doors? Was that, was that part of the house? Yeah. Did you know that? Is that in the deed? Did you know there'd be French doors? Yeah, no, I like the French doors. Oh, I don't like French doors. Do they close pretty solidly? Ours rattle. When you close no, it, it's close. I hate that. 
Hmm. Our house was built in 1928. Wow. Yeah. That's so, not good. I think, I think it's the original furnace from what I can gather. Yeah. Our, you have our, to put our, wood into it? Our, land, our landlord is... Not a, the way good, you think. He's a good guy. No, no, not in, that, in a mean way. <laughs> our, our landlord takes a certain amount of pride in uh, how little he spends on anything. It's a, <laughs> a phrase that I like to call old world Irish craftsmanship. <laughs> I haven't had heat in my house in 20 years. Heart at heart at heart. <laughs> you should cash some of those checks I keep giving you. That's great. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's just... Uh, I, so I tried to ask the nerds, you know, somewhere in here, in the, and I'm, guys, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about these jackals and nerds in the IRC. Mostly nerds, a few jackals. And I went in here. <sighs> Guru, I'm so angry right now. I, I, uh, I, I, I tried to ask them for topics for the show. I have some ideas. I'm sure you have your own ideas. Um, did, did you, uh, I looked over some of the emails. Do you have thoughts on what you want to talk about today, Dan Benjamin? No. Do you just want to talk? Do you just want to not have a topic? Do you just want to rap? Those, just, rap those are some of the best shows, really. We've had those shows? If you really want to, yeah. We've done that a couple times. Usually then we wind up talking about old Macs. Yeah. We can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody, nobody, nobody writes about the actual topics of the show unless it's, it's about Markdown or Macs and then we get a lot of mail. Yeah. Oh, God. We get a lot. Yeah. Do you still read it? Are you still responding to that? You know, I stopped CCing you on all this because I thought it was noisy. But yeah, I, I, try, to, I try to respond. We got some nice ones this week. Um uh, what did I capture? Oh, you know what? Some people, I uh, got a couple of things. People want a Florida episode still. I yeah, think that they sure do. Somewhat limited appeal for, for just so many reasons. The man, uh, you are, you are still the man from Tallahassee. Eventually. Yeah. I'm, I think of myself as a, I call it the sun coast. I think of myself as a sun coaster. <laughs> sun coast is a long wide swath <laughs> of pain that basically covers all of uh, US 19. Now, U.S. 19, it's, it's really grown. It's gotten very, very confusing, U.S. 19. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. You know, a theme that kept coming up, I don't know if this is even a topic, but it's so broad that I'm not even, I'm not even sure it can uh, make any sense. But uh, people uh, seem to continually be interested in this notion of how you know when it's time. How you know when it's time for what? To Anything. To start it's, or stop something or both? Odd. Well, yeah. I mean, like, for example, there's the theme that always comes up that I, I worry that we've talked to death. That theme of uh, if you are feeling, uh, you, well, you know, I hate to put it as such a dichotomy. It's not a question like, do I have a job or do I go independent? It's, it's very seldom that simple, except in your, your twisted world. But, uh, but how, do you, how do you know when it's the right time to do anything? That's probably too broad as a topic. But it seems to be something that people are interested in. The reason I say this is it, it seems apparent that um, almost any kind of advice about everything is really, really abstract. Uh, even if it's kind of about you. I mean, there's a certain kind of advice, which is like when somebody goes, you know, eat your beets or something like that, which isn't really advice. It's more of a command. And there's a certain other kind of advice that says, well, you know, if you, uh, if you eat those beets, you'll enjoy a certain kind of, you know, healthiness and probably a little bit of weird looking poop. But, but there's a big difference between kind of commanding somebody to do something by fiat and trying to give them advice based on what you know tends to work and, and not work. So I think, it's, I think it's hard sometimes for when we try to be useful in our way. Like I think it's hard sometimes to either tease it out at a high enough pattern that it's something anybody could see as working somehow or to get it either at the other end to get it at so atomic a level that you see that it's exclusively for you. Which I think mm. is the challenge of, of self-help and advice, the whole racket in general. Do you know what I mean? I do. You know, it's, it's, it's one thing to go, like if you eat egg whites and almonds, you'll be able to, you know, make more 
you know, happy sauce. <laughs> and that's another thing to say, well, you know, you should work really hard at something as long as it's the thing you want to work hard at. Let me tell you, let me tell you a little story. Hmm? Something you may associate with, may connect with. Maybe a decade ago, I was at uh, the theme park, I think. It's probably Disney, something like that. And a mom was there with her kid, little boy. I guess he's about, you know, five, six. And he was walking along the edge of a little duck pond. He told this story. I never said this. He did. Did I tell you this? Be careful. What happened? She said, she said, be careful. And he fell. She said, you're going to fall. You're going to fall. You're going to fall. fall. You're going to fall. You're going to fall. And he fell. Yeah. What about that? Uh, I think it was episode one or two. Yeah, put that in your pipe and smoke it. Hmm. Hmm. I think it's true. How does that build? I, how does that build your pat, pattern? Hold your whole life. You tell somebody they're going to do something. Oh man! Building in self doubt at an early age. Yeah. Well, talk about self doubt. I think the first instance of, of self doubt, it starts. Well, I mean, this sounds so obvious, but I'm going to say it. Like the real self doubt is the parent, and every every parent is every parent I know. Uh, is racked with self-doubt. And as as self- a parent, in other words, as how the job that they're doing as a parent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at, at, at maybe at the center of it, but there's a whole constellation of self-doubt problems. I mean, and, and to me, like as a, as a chronic overthinker, it, it, it becomes a thousand times worse because there's this part of me that's, that's overthinking, you know, and it's, it's really easy to be glib and go, oh, you know, just let the child find their bliss or whatever, but I'm, <laughs> I don't want them to find their bliss in the middle of 19th Avenue and, you know, get hit by a blissful truck, you know. I mean, <laughs> sheer terror, sheer terror as a man. Sheer terror is the of first, like, the first time that you have to watch your, your kid without uh, the mom there. God, I, man, I just, I, I just pick stuff up off the floor all the time and feed it to her now. But like for the longest time, I really thought <laughs> there's nothing. It's part nothing of the food will, preparation now. Well, as long as it's not glutens. <laughs> oh, she eats a lot of glutens. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. It's poison. We actually keep it. has got a trip, triple X and a big skull on it. A little there. skull that's, and crossbones of Jolly sure, Roger that's just on the for, ball. That's just, that's just for egg noodles. So it's just something to think about. <laughs> right. Um, I, um, I think, okay, so let's, let's, I don't know even where to start. This is such a chicken and the egg problem. But I, the way I think of it is um, I remember when we knew that we were going to have a kid um, and you know, we're really excited and anxious because let's be honest, it all starts with wondering, oh my God, is this all going to go okay before, you know, before the album drops and we want to make sure everything, you know, cause you worry, you know, you worry. So the worry starts there and partly it's a kind of worry where you don't have that much control in some ways. There's things that you know you should do and things you want to try to do, but you know, there's still all these things that are kind of out of your control. And I think when you feel like something you care about is out of your control, mm. it makes you very anxious. You know, that's, that's actually, that's a great, that's, I mean, you know, I know we're not trying to do a topic, but at things being under your control, out of your control, that's something we haven't really talked much about. I, I, I could do 10 episodes. I'd like that. But th- that, to me, that's where it starts. But I mean, you know, let's jump in here. I mean, then when, when, you, when you got a kid, I mean, for myself, like I know what a, like, what a, what a damaged person I am. And the, the, my own, um, ledge to walk down is on the one hand i have this desire to like well like i said this before but it's my my belief that my job as a parent is to be a steward right i'm not a prison guard it's my job to try and do whatever i can to help her become whatever kind of person she's gonna become and i I, i'm not saying that's hardwired but 
I don't want to stand over her and either and try to make her a good speller or try to make her a gifted dancer or whatever. And I, I feel like I see that sometimes and it just it hurts my heart to see that. And I, I don't want to do that. I want to like encourage her at the things that, you know, she likes and is good at and stuff. But then obviously there's a certain component of like you have to know when to draw the line, right? You don't want the kid running into traffic, like I said. And so for me, it's this weird balance between going like I want to, well, and just to put more of a point on it, like I don't want to hand there's things in life where I feel like I got anxieties from other people in my life and in my family. And I don't want to give those to her. I don't want her to feel the same kinds of weird fear and anxiety that I still find myself having to cope with or unpack. But on the other hand, I don't want to become one of those people who's so uptight about that stuff. And now I'm back to the overthinking problem again. Do you know what I mean? And I think it's just this, there's so many things in, in having a kid in particular that are a constant balance that becomes kind of metaphorical for life in a lot of ways. You know, there's just that, there's this constant set of should I go this way or should I go that way, you know? Scott Simpson had a toot one time that was pretty funny. I wish I could remember exactly what he said, but he said something like, um, there's exactly two kinds of parents, you know, in the world. There's, there's the, the terrible parents that aren't as good as me. And then there's the overprotective parents that are, you know what I mean? It's like everybody's <laughs> either way too permissive. And I think you see this a lot with the TV and computer issue. Right. Like you're, you're, you be, everybody immediately becomes very self-conscious and very defensive of, about their position on any of that stuff. People worry about, is my kid potty trained fast enough? Is my kid sleeping enough? Is my kid sleeping too much? Is my kid eating enough? You know what I mean? At least, at least I have to imagine until you've either got more than a couple or until they reach like fourth or fifth grade. That just seems, it seems like so many people obsess over that. Well, I mean, and, and, and it's almost like there's a value judgment there. It's like, oh, I can't believe he lets his kid watch on TV whenever he wants. You know, like it's a comment about, uh, about it's you know, totally you as a, a, as a parent. It's totally a value judgment. Remember we talked about the tears, about how like once you've, once you've made it through having a kid and, you, and you've got the war stories – you kind of can't help but tell them to people in a way that's extremely not helpful to most ladies who are going to have a baby. You don't, you don't need to tell them that junk. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Why are you trying to make that person feel bad? Right. Like that's, but like I said before, the, the, we went to a class with this woman before we had a kid, and she said the best thing. She said that, remember that whenever somebody's doing that, they're, they're feeling proud about something that they survived. Mm. And, and my only addendum to that would be, and they're also... Um, they're also working on an ongoing story about having made what they hope is the right decision. And that, that second part's kind of important because, you know, we do what we can in the moment. Like, hopefully, we did the right thing by knowing when to go to sleep, knowing when to wake up, knowing when to push through, knowing when to go to the doctor. And there's all these things where you could just be, you could screw up and not find out when it's too late. And you know what? If you almost had a terrible experience and everybody survived and even thrived, you feel a certain, it's easy to kind of keep talking yourself into believing you made exactly the right decision. When the truth is you made, you, you got lucky maybe <laughs> a lot of the time. Right. You know what I mean? It's, I don't, hmm, I don't know. I think, I think it's hard though, because like, like you say, if there's so much that's out of your hands and, and if it's not out of your hands, you might be gripping too tightly. It's taken me a long time with my kid to get more, to become less of a helicopter parent, you know, as they say, and to just let her run around. So yesterday, for example, I was a little proud of myself because we were at the library and she's a really social kid, but she's very like go along, get along. And she met this little kid that was probably about a year younger than her, this other little girl. And, and, and Eleanor instantly wanted to like read a book with her and walk around. And the little girl took off one of her shoes. So Eleanor had to take off one of her, her shoes. And it was, <laughs> and, but you know, it's funny though, because the other kid's mom was much more like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. She's, I'm like, no, 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 this is like, you know, this is great. <laughs> In a way I felt sorry for her because I think that was me like a year ago. 
of like feeling like I had to have an arm on either side of Eleanor's head all the time or she was going to get hit by an anvil. You yeah. know what I mean? So, I mean, how do you handle that stuff? Are you good at that? I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I think it, I think it also depends on the kid and the dynamic of the kid. Like some, some kids actually need help with certain things that other kids don't need help with. And if they legitimately need help with it and you help them, you could be seen as the helicopter parent by somebody else. And, you know, so I, I've, I don't know. I really don't know. Like I, I remember that feeling that you're kind of describing of the kid, you just being absolutely petrified that like the kid's going to get a splinter, you know? until they get their first splinter. And then you kind of, then you say, Oh man, I can't believe I was, you know, what kind of parent am I? Like my kids got the splinter, right? You know, and you, and then, and then you realize, well, they got the splinter, the splinter came out there. They're all right. And then the next time you're not so much worried about it, then it becomes like, yeah, you know, I told you if you ran your hand along that board, you might get a splinter, you know, then it's almost like now it's their responsibility. So I think there's a shift that happens that when you realize that, some of those things are, are experiences you don't want to take away from your kid. Mm-hmm. That you, it's easier to sort of allow them to happen if you know that the end result isn't going to be the fatality. Mm-hmm. But I think the same goes uh, for your own sort of personal experiences. I mean, somebody who is in the chat room just now, you know, it's impossible to keep up this room. It's, imp- it's become impossible to keep up this room. Are you talking about the chat room? Kevrod G says, here's my issue. I get interested in something new, for example, photography. But after a while, I lose interest because it's not new anymore. How do I fix that? <laughs> is, are you, is that a thread from, from children? Or am I, did I just have a stroke? It is a thread because no. I, I see kids a lot of the time, you know, you talk about being a steward. You talk about being somebody who, who guides your kids as opposed to somebody who pr- creates rules for them or... You're just there to sort of help them not fall into the duck pond. You're kind of well, there it's, to... it's in a ways, and this is uh, this is going to be this is super reductive. But if I had to really be reductive, I would say it's the difference between being a uh, a boss and a colleague. You know, I I, I have to be her boss about some things, and mm. but there's other things where I want to be her colleague. And, Are there a lot and, of rules in your house? Mm, I don't know. You'd have to ask her. I, we try not to have too many rules, but it's there's a. Are, are there thing. any rules? Oh yeah, for sure. Like, well, give me an example. Um, you can't play with anything that has a cord. Oh wow! So you know, I, I, I try. That's the way I try to apply it. As like, you know, that means you can't pull the uh, USB cord out of uh, Daddy's iPad when he's updating the firmware. <laughs> Please, <laughs> right? <laughs> Not, again. Not again. But it it also means like you know, like like oh, we had a we had a door bandaid going to the stereo this week. You know, I think that was an oversight. That's not that's not something where she's serially like she ruined our car stereo by putting about two dollars worth of pennies in it. So you know, we're not using that anymore. But the the notion is, I, I'm I, I, here's what I don't want to do. I don't want to I don't want to try and apply some kind of series of like you ever go to a pool and you read the rules of the pool and there's so many rules. You know, they're there for legal reason. There's yeah. so much signage. Like when I was a kid, you see one big sign that says no diving. Right. That was it. We say no lifeguard, no diving. And over the years, if you were to put a camera on that, and every few years there'd be a new sign. And so there's now, if you go to a hotel and go to the pool, like go ahead and try, go ahead and try to grok all of that information. Some of it, some of it is just is so long winded and so legal based, and and some of it may even be contradictory. Some of it has not been updated. Some of it is repetitive. And anybody will tell you in UI, you know, like you go to a Wikipedia page, and you're not gonna you're not gonna see a link to something more times than is necessary. 
right? It's linked the one time, so you don't have to link to it over and over again. Otherwise, that would be confusing, especially if you link to different things each time. And that's the problem with rules. And that's the problem is you, you try and do this complete if you don't refactor your code in such a way that you're you're getting stuff into like better classes or whatever, like you're going to have this really unruly code. And there's no way I can have a rule for her that's like, I'm trying to constantly keep updated with exceptions. Well, you know what I mean? Like you can play with this make-believe telephone and you can play with these dead telephones, but you can't play with daddy's iPhone. And you know what I mean? So I, I try to keep it simple and I, and I try to keep it realistic. But you know, you're getting, you were getting at something else, which I think is related to this, which is, well, okay, so we watched Funny Nemo this week. It's pretty good. And, uh, but, you know, there's a really sad beginning to the movie. It's, it's a little scary, too. It's horrifying. <laughs> it's horrifying is what it is because Disney loves killing parents. Um, That's true. Parent, parent death is, is very, very important. And sleeping ladies also. That's very important. But um, something happens to uh, Nemo's family and, uh, before he's, you know, born. And it ends up, you got Nemo's daddy and you got one little red egg. And when I saw that one little red egg, it looks like a little salmon roe, I, uh, I got, a, not misty, but I was like, that's, that's how I feel. Like, we're not going to, well, there's a few minutes earlier, he had a cave with 500 eggs in it. No one was any more distinct than, than any other. But then, he had that one little red egg and he had to take care of it by himself. And that's how, that's how I feel. I don't think we're going to have five eggs. I don't think we're going to have 20 eggs. Hmm. We got this one egg. We got one shot. And like I say to our goddamn neighbors with the, the huge dog that snaps, I, I was like, you know, I, I get one shot at this. And that means you get one shot at this. <laughs> was this like <laughs> a, a, a confrontation? Well, it's not, yeah. it's not. Well, no, it's just something where like you're when, when something when your child appears somewhere and a dog starts barking at it, you talk to the owner because that's what you do. That's your job now. You're the professional dick of the household. You know, if the music is too loud when your kid's got the flu, that stereo is coming down or there's going to be a problem. Because I'm old and I'm organized and I present well to cops. I, I will beat you. You will lose this, Johnny. And that's, that's, that's my problem. And like, I'm, if that makes me a dick, that's okay. That's my job. I'm vice president in charge of dickery in our household. That's what a dad does, you know? And hopefully not, but I mean, I've got to, I've got to in the best way I can, protect from like, um, hopefully not just annoyances. Because I want my kid to be able to sleep around noise and stuff like that. I right. want my kid to not be afraid of dogs. So I don't get afraid around dogs because well, I'm not. But I taught her how to, like, stick your hand out in a little fist to meet a dog. You always ask the owner first. But my, my only point being, like, in saying to those, the, the frat boys, well, you know, here's the thing. You don't care about this as much as me. And on some level, in the abstract, you don't have to. But if we're going to be near each other like this, you're going to have to care. Because if something happens to my kid because your dog is having a bad day, there's, there, I will be inconsolable. There's nothing we can do about that. So I hope you will help me mitigate that risk, Right. And you don't want to, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to just yell, hey, get off my lawn, but that's my one little Nemo egg that I've got. So I think when we, when your kid runs around the fountain and you say, don't, what, what, is, what was the phrase? Don't fall, don't fall, or yeah. what was the You'll, so, You're going to fall. You're going to fall, you're going to fall. That's right, you did like a command. I think that's what's happening. I think that's, for me, that's a certain amount of unlearning, of untensing, and going like, I really don't want my one little egg to break. Well, I can't inoculate her from that, you know? She, we uh, were going to the library to pick up some books yesterday, and she's just she runs all the time now. She just runs and runs and runs, and she was running and just took pretty close to a face plant. She just went down and landed on her knees first. Oh. And of course, first words out of her mouth are, I'm, "I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay." And then she started crying because, and it really hurt. And the whole time we we're at the library, she's kind of scratching her knees. Oh. She's self conscious because you know now she's she's doesn't you know she doesn't want you to notice that she's had a little you know a boo boo. Right. And uh, but it sucked, but. 
like that would be really dishonest of me to try and keep my arm in front of her in such a way that she's never allowed to run until she falls down. That's her job. She's not going to die. You know what I mean? I don't mean to be all like dangerous book for girls or whatever, but that's, uh, that was hard for me. Is that, now is that hard for you? Your, your boy is energetic. I could see him climbing and climbing the crap out of a jungle gym pretty fast. I mean, he, you know, and that's the, that's the thing is, is do you, that never gets easier though. Like anytime he falls down and scrapes up his knee or whatever you're like. Yeah. Zeldman had a toot once, or maybe it was on, I think it was a toot. And he said <clears throat> something like you never, you never become immune to right. the sound of your child crying. Right. You know, and like, you know, sometimes if she's just being whiny because she's tired, I can deal with it. Oh, I but, hate that though. Oh yeah. That's the worst. Man, we, had we, have, we have a new we have a new rule. We just <laughs> I just implemented this two days ago. An implemented rule or a followed rule? Well, it's, it's being followed effectively. Okay. No crying for no reason. <laughs> you don't, you don't, if if you're if you're hurt or if uh-huh. you know if you have a legitimate problem. So 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 you Joel just said from now on, Dad, that's it. You're done. No more crying. That's it. Well, I, I, actually, this is my rule for him. Oh, okay, all right. I all live right. by it also. <laughs> But, but no crying for no reason. And, and the, the consequence of this, if you cry for no reason, is we take away a Hot Wheels car. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And the That's Hot Wheels, draconian. That's and draconian. The, and the Hot Wheels car, will go, it goes into a box, and it is to be donated to another little boy. Oh, you're kidding me. You're going to scar the crap out but, of it. But, but, and here's the part that where you redeem yourself. Okay. Excellent behavior. You get them back. So if you do something good... Do you think he thinks that abstractly? He, oh, no, he absolutely understands it. Hmm. He understands it. Not, not screaming, yelling, hitting, whatever. Uh, all of those things, you know, those things lead to... I've toyed with things like that. Things, well, you know, in, we have in no my throwing. house... We have, no throwing. we have a no throwing rule. Right, and well, so throwing, throw throwing, throwing is bad. That goes, that goes away. Whenever well, you, you throw know how we got rid of the throwing? Hmm. We took away a Hot Wheels car when he threw and then, you better keep you better keep him loving Hot Wheels cars. Oh, he loves. Oh, he loves them. Oh, he loves them. And you can you can pick the Hot Wheels car, Merlin, that he hasn't played with in a year. That's in the secondary, third, tertiary. That's in the tertiary Hot Wheels car case, and it's in the back. It's in the room he didn't even know was there anymore. And it's the car that he you know stepped on and slid down the driveway, and a car ran over, and he hasn't looked yeah. at it for a year. You say that one's going in the box. Oh, then the, the, he won't. And you know what? Guess what? Guess who doesn't hit anymore? Yeah. And there's, really? no, there's no yelling involved. There's oh. no threatening involved. It's just, okay, listen, if, if you hit or if you throw or whatever it is, then we will, we will take a car away and we'll put it in the box. And when the box is full, we'll donate them. Or you can have excellent behavior by not hitting and not throwing and you'll get the cars back. Let me tell you this. He's gotten every single car back. And there's no fear. There's no being upset. He understands the rule. He understands it clearly. Nobody's yelling. Nobody's screaming. And it, uh, it's, very, it's very effective. He understands it. It's the same rule for everything. So it's not like, oh, well, if you do this, then this is the consequence. If you do this other thing, then this is the co- It's just simple. Hmm. It's very I, simple. I've toyed, I've, <clears throat> I'm impressed. I've toyed with things like that and haven't had a huge amount of success. With my theory being... <clears throat> Excuse me. That um, that she she's not really at the place yet where that kind of abstraction always lines up. And my my other thing is I don't like to do anything like anything that feels punishy while there's still a lot of emotion going on, or mm. if she's super tired because there's no point. If you're tired, like you know, it's like dealing with a drunk. 
You know, you're not going to teach the drunk a lot of lessons when, when he's blackout drunk. And if she's really blindingly mad because she hasn't, you know, had a nap at all, this is so boring for everybody. I'm sorry. Now, but this is I, where we get emails. You know, the parent stuff is only really interesting if your parent, uh, so, uh, uh, episode about cats. Uh, I, I, um, <laughs> so your suggestion, um, <laughs> No, we, what we do is we, we try to be very clear about the rules. We keep them simple. And then it, the first sign of anything, we start uh, to burn her baby shoes. And in front of a picture of a girl, we tell her we like better. So I like that. Yeah. She doesn't have baby shoes. We never bought her shoes. We figured, you know. Did you ever, did your parents bronze your, your yes. baby shoes? We, yeah, we, we bronzed her first poop. Oh, come on. Did you really, did you have the bronze God, baby I wish, shoes? I wish. Wish we kept it. No, <clears throat> my mom, my mom had them, but that's back when baby shoes were all like baby looking. Like she's had the same, yeah, like this little flimsy little leather, leathery little tap shoes. Almost. We're gonna we've, we're put up we're putting up like this is a very Peter Walsh idea that I believe in, which is like he wrote this wonderful book I've told you about called um, uh, "It's All Too Much" about avoiding clutter for you know really deeply psychological reasons why clutter is bad for you, um, and which I'm really ready for a dose for if any saw, anyone saw my minimalist desk this morning. I, um, you but, still have that boot on your desk from the pictures. Let me check. Yep, right here in here. I got old Gil. Oh, old, old Gil needs this one. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, <clears throat> Old Gil Fronsdahl. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 I like to still see Gil Fronsdahl in. I <laughs> wonderful. You can hear him swelling. <laughs> No, uh, <laughs> I don't have a Gil Fronstall impersonation. Oh, that's not Except inside baseball at all. Noisy in the noisy in the background. Yeah. You know, here's here's something to think about, um, and maybe we can make this practical in the next uh, two hours. But um, there's been so many changes in parenting in the Okarant parenting styles, you know, over the years. I was born uh, in 1966. Go ahead. Oh, you want me to do it? Oh, Gosh, you're old. Ah, oh, I'm so old. So old. Are you really that old? I've had, I've had now what you I call You do mini- look older in the picture. I had six mini BMs since we started. <laughs> <laughs> right. They're kind of like the seven dwarfs. So, oh boy, they're, they're sleepy. Oh my gosh. Okay, that's seven. Here, wow. Here's the thing. Um, there's, there's always been all these, uh, these, these, these fads. <laughs> you know, it isn't just something that's been invented with daytime TV. At the time when I was born, we we're still deep in the, I guess, Dr. I'm confused. Dr. Spock? Mr. Spock? The Dr. Spock idea of like, you know, <laughs> show no affection toward your baby or you'll turn it into a homosexual kind of thing. You know, that was pretty prevalent for a long time. In fact, when my mom, not to go into inside baseball, but when my mother decided to go with the, uh, let's say, more natural way of feeding a child, <clears throat> I think it's called breastfeeding, she got so much pushback. The doctors were telling her not to, what are you doing? This is crazy. Like, you know, there was so much pressure in the at that time to not do that again. Just like you know, today there's a, not, I don't say pressure, but there's, and there's science. I know everybody, please don't email about this. Please, please, please. Or email Marco. He likes, he's very interested in this. Marco, very, very pro circumcision and anti breastfeeding. So, yeah. Yeah. What is the opposite of attachment parenting? Uh, Detachment parenting? <laughs> That's what, I think <laughs> he's read, a proponent read, of it. Did you read the Dr. Sears book? Did you ever read that? Yeah, the one with the uh, cat John in the hat. Yeah, it's awesome. I love oh, that. Oh, no, no, no. I think you're thinking of one fish, two fish, red, red breast, blue. That Dr. Sears book is actually really good. No, but all I'm saying is like it's it's there's there's a it's funny, there's a book I liked a lot in the nineties, I wanna say, called The Naked Consumer. 
that now, my gosh, it seems. Are you so making of, these books up? Every single time we talk, you have some it's a book weird you've never heard of. book I've never heard of. I Google it. No, there's no links to it except a link to Kung Fu Grip with an E. <laughs> you know, it's embarrassing. Yeah, it's funny. I'm the first return for a lot of these books. Yeah. Um, it's funny. It's true though. I've gone in sometimes and tried to find links for things like I think, like I said, like a sense of place. So these books I really liked in college, <laughs> they're all out of print. The David the David Siegel book where I got the, where I called that graphic. Remember with the graph? Yeah. You know with yeah. the hiring um out of print <laughs> it's out of print that book somebody recommended via email about uh, called getting a job i think from mm. 1970 I, I went and got it from the library yesterday it's got cooper black on the cover awesome <laughs> um love cooper black. people are googling cooper black who was he never cooper heard black, of him cooper black invented tires <laughs> right and then when they stopped making automobiles he started a t-shirt shack and you could get your name on your shoulders as well as your birth date in uh, varsity letters on right. the front. So, or uh, you could get like various vocations. <clears throat> you like that picture I sent you this morning? Baby shoes. You didn't send me a picture this morning. What are you talking about? I sent you a picture in your email. Oh, and I said I said double. I know. I saw. I saw that. Should we talk about that? Do you think now? Now a good time? I don't care. Was that, was that faith? Yeah, but I'm talking about the the sponsors. You drive her around in a car? Mm-hmm. Does she, do you have a chauffeur's license? No. Sometimes she drives. Sometimes she drives. Hmm. Let the lady drive. Mm-hmm. Hmm. My wife's the, uh, the driver in our family, which is mm-hmm. such a good thing. Awkward. Such a good thing. Yeah, okay, sure. You want to talk about... Uh, that, was very, that was very subtle. Hey, just help me remember what we were talking about, Dan. What were we talking about? We were talking about Cooper Black. Cooper Black, and before that, baby shoes. Non-attachment and, parenting, two-skin, redfish... Uh, yeah, let's come back. Remind me to come back to the, uh, the, the never mind. I'm sure the books that are out of print. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, Naked Consumer. Okay. Say Naked Consumer when we come back. Naked say, Consumer. And diapers. Say diapers. Okay. Now say my name. Merlin. <laughs> you ever heard of these, uh, these Wufu guys? You ever heard of Wufu? <clears throat> this is a company run by monkeys. It's a monkey company and with a very silly name. And, uh, and they're Wufu. And Wufu is basically, it's a web-based service that lets you create and manage forms and their data. So I want to yes. talk about the data part the of the data. forms. See, here's the thing. I think you're going to hear something, something, you know, web forms and think, oh, it's, it's just this thing for slapping together forms, right? It's going to be like... Right, I'll go make a form. It'll send me an email. Whoop-de-doo. Yeah, like it's Dreamweaver, but it works. That kind of thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Remember when Dreamweaver was so good? Yeah, remember it was so good. It Dreamweaver was the Ultra thing. To, it, it made such good HTML behind the scenes. It, it was great, and it, it could run on computers. It was amazing. So you're probably thinking to yourself, "Oh, great! It's a GUI for putting together forms." But it, yes, it is that, and it's extremely good at that, and extremely sensible at that. Um, but what I I want to follow up on something we said last time about you were talking about like stuff like the statistic stuff and the fact that all of your data is you get notifications. You're used to getting notifications. Something happened on Twitter, eh, right? You're used to getting that's a notification. Now the neat thing about Wufu is you can get those kinds of notifications with the full you know interesting part of the data that that's appealing to you. You can have it filtered. You can have rules. You can say when this kind of thing happens, when this sort of field equals this, do this kind. Of, it's great. And now understand the interface for all that is super super uh, intuitive. But I want to talk a little about the, the data and the stats because you know i looked at the stats in wufu like once a long time ago do you ever go in and look at it uh, the stats as far as how many people analytics they call it analytics yeah, analy- analytics i've seen that oh nice that's nice dan i'll be sure and let them know you uh that you ad libbed that mm-hmm. i'm, I'm reading from the script you gave me what are you talking about <laughs> i don't speak english i have literally learned these words phonetically 
<laughs> credit to kids in the fall. Um, so here's the thing. I haven't looked at this in so long. Now, you know, a lot of us have gotten spoiled on stuff like Google Analytics. Google Analytics is fantastic, but it is really, really dense. There's a lot of stuff in there, and it's pretty, it's pretty propeller beanie for most normal people. I, for one, am frequently telling people, hey, Liz, seriously, go back. If you haven't looked at Google Analytics in a while, look at it. But that's usually for the hardcore nerds who just thought it was a, a fun thing. There's a lot in there. The neat thing about analytics is it will tell you a little bit about your business, and it'll tell you a little bit about usability. And <laughs> I've just learned from the analytics page how bad my usability is, and I I wish I'd looked at this a long time ago. So, Dan, I don't know if you have the ability where you are right now, probably not, to go and log in, but you can go into your analytics section. and in this I'm going, going, in, going in right now. Incredibly streamlined way. So, first of all, you can have multiple forms in Wufu, at least in the account I've got. I've got the Pope account, I think. Um, multiple, multiple forms, but per form. In this case, this is my contact form which is really woefully out of date. I need to update. But it's neat because you can go in and it's going to show me the last 12 months of activity. Or I can do the last year, the last day, the last month. You know, the last year being, you know, calendar year versus the last 12 months. Last 12 months is obviously more useful to me. August 2010 till now. But it's really cool. It shows me how many times it was, it was sent. It shows me all your stuff like browsers. Um, error rate, like if anything went wrong. <laughs> 21 minutes average time. I really need to fix that. I think my I think my system worked too well. And I'll tell you why, because it's got a conversion rate thing. It shows you your funnel. So mm-hmm. in my case, I, I have a four-page form that I need to really, really redo. But I don't know if you can see that, Dan. If you go to conversion rate, on mine, it'll show you out of this many page views, 15% of those people started page one, 10% of those people made it to page two. All in all, 10.5% made it all the way to page four. Well, it's interesting. What's, a good, all, what's a good conversion rate? Like, what are you shooting for? What's, what's a good percentage? Well, I think that first one, the fir- as in completed page one, is tough because you can't, if, you've, if you're a very popular site, which I'm not, but if you're an extreme, if MerlinMan.com were a very, very popular site, I would get a butt ton of page views and might get a 0.05%. The really interesting part is how many people make it past the first page. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and of course, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm pretty sure that you, you could, you know what, I'm not going to say that. But I know there are ways, for example, in Google Analytics to do things like on... Um, on blur lets you see where people left certain fields and things like that. I'll have to find out if you can do that with this. But anyway, if you're just looking at, for example, if you, you could do this for payment stuff, you could do this for all kinds of stuff. If you see, in this case, I'm seeing that of the 15% of people, 15% of the people who saw the page started it and only 10.5% completed it. So that tells me that I'm, you know, I've got, you know, pretty reasonable attrition that tells me I could probably, you know, make that form a little better. Yeah, so what I'm trying to get at is it's more than just ego stats. Like, ego stats are good. Like, how many people did this thing? How many people emailed me, you know? But in this instance, you've got business analytics here. But it's presented in a very, I don't want to say simple, but yeah, simple, very clean way. Um, and there's lots more to this. There's lots of other stuff, too. Like you said, Dan, you can go in and for any one of your forms, you can go in and look at the, the actual data that people had sent. You're not, in other words, let me just clarify what we mean by this. You're not stuck doing searches in Gmail to mm. find out what anybody said. Right. Is that correct? That is correct. I mean, you, you, can, could, you, can, you can do that if you sure. have it notifying you, but that, that's, that's not the value. That's not the purpose of doing this. And most of these services out there, that is, what, that is why you're doing it. You just don't want to host your own web form. You don't know how. You yeah. don't want to mess with it. Well, yeah, this will do that for you. And it could just email you the response, and you can never log into Wufu again and just read your email. You can do that. Right. But that's not, that's not the value of it. No, no. No, no. The, the, the beauty here is I'm trying to find out how many people have told me I suck. So I'm searching, oh, this is so great. Display entries that meet the following conditions in the fields. So I could go in here 
and just look for the, in the message line, look for a certain thing. So for example, I, you know what, Dan, I want a way to start seeing when people suggest a topic for our show. And I don't want to have to do that with really arcane filtering. Right. So that's the kind of thing where I could, I could do this here. I could just go and log into our forms and then go see when people said that. Anyway, I don't want to go on and on, but um, I just want to really clarify that in addition to being easy to use and useful, it's really powerful to go into Wufu, check out your, uh, go into your forms area and check out your analytics and you might be really pleasantly surprised. It's very lovely. It's all about analytics. And I mean, even if, if you're using this like we are, which is more of just a way to be in touch with people, that's great. But what if you're, you know, you have this as your job and somebody is saying, well, how effective was this campaign or how many, uh, what, what kind of people were interested in giving us this information? It gives, it, it gives you a really, really interesting perspective into who your audience is, especially when you're not sure, which is... Most yeah, of the time. I, I totally <laughs> agree. And I mean, my, my one note on analytics for at large is that it's, it's another one of those things like social media that I wish people used to their full potential, right? I mean, so most of us use analytics on some level for ego surfing. Mm-hmm. It tells us how much people like us or whatever. But like when you get good at this stuff, you use it for things like usability. You use it for things like there's that Jared Spool thing about how, they, how changing one thing about a checkout cart led to this multi-million dollar increase in sales. Right. You can test your hypotheses and do A-B testing, all these different kinds of things. That's to me where analytics becomes really useful. I don't think they have A-B. Do they have A-B testing in Wufu? I'm not sure they do. I'm oh. guessing that you could do a lot of that with a combination of that and analytics, but I don't, I don't want to say for sure. Um, anyway, check out Wufu.com. Uh, they're, they're a great tool that Dan and I used long before we you know, started our relationship with them and we'll be using them for a long time. They're really great. So we're really grateful to uh, Wufu and Sur- SurveyMonkey. Is that the folks who own them? Yeah, that's who owns them now. Okay. Acquired. And, and they're, they're, they're owned by, uh, was it Opinion Simeon? And then... They're, 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 <laughs> well, they've taken investment from uh, ApeThink, I think. Is okay. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, that's all run by Caesar and Cornelius. <laughs> Have you seen the new one? The new... Uh... <laughs> no, I read a great review that said the apes were great and the actors were terrible. Did you see it? No, you I haven't. Do you go to no, movie stand? No, but I did. I did just discover today when we were going around the back way to Bed Bath and Beyond to get these mm-hmm. rugs that Faith knew the back way to it. Ooh, uh, that we nice. we were hey now we were going to uh, buy this plan. There was a movie theater right there. I haven't been to a movie theater in decades. I wouldn't even really? know what to do in a movie. Like, do they still sell food? Do they Ugh, sell popcorn? I took my I mean, kid. I took my kid to see. So anyway, thank you very much to Wufu. No, I took my Wufu. kid to see that. Uh, go ahead, Wufu.com. Yeah, Wufu.com. Took my kid to see the uh, Winnie the Pooh movie. Oof. You know, it's such a such a like a, a middle class white guy thing to whine about. Oh my god, we got there early, so we get a good seat. There's ads, <clears throat> video ads before the movie for like twenty minutes. There's ads before the previews, and then there's like forty five previews. It was, but seriously, it was mind boggling, and it was loud. And are was, they rated like other previews the same rating as the movie? So if you're going to a G movie or whatever the the current rating, the Y dash four minus eight rating is or whatever it is no for, we saw the red band uh red band uh trailer for rio <laughs> that's not funny we watched rio today not a great movie not a great movie what is that with the bird yeah the birds it's got the facebook kid and uh the the the, the skinny girl with the funny face uh hathaway it's good it's it's good it's not great it's oh and and hathaway any she Anne, was Anne. in that movie with um the what you call it one in new york where she's walking all, all oh with the new fashion york. yeah the fashion Yes, yes. And then the, the one baby. girl winds up in the like full body cast at the end of it. So Sophie's Choice, exactly. Yeah, that's terrific. <laughs> anyway, movies. Oh, my God. It's, 
You know, I'm starting to think that it's... I was it's supposed like, to say something to you, naked ape or something, naked choice or naked something. Naked survey monkey. What was, what was I supposed to say? Naked. Look, the naked consumer. Consumer. Uh, talks in particular about this thing that I think that they, back then they were calling it chronographics, which is not a watch. But the notion is that once you get, knows a little bit of information about how old somebody is, you know, when, if you know when they were born, you can start marketing to them across their whole life. You know, this is a pretty novel idea, I guess, in the late 80s. But there was one example in there. And if anybody knows this to be true, I'd love to hear about it. But there was a time, I think this is probably still true, especially, I have to guess it's more true now since the uh, economy is so bad. But Procter & Gamble <clears throat> would, would pay hospitals, you know, a, a fee, a promotional fee, as we used to say on game shows, to give away these baskets with things like diapers from Pampers and, you know. But the nefarious part of this, according to this book, was that they would give them the formula right around the time they knew statistically women were most likely to be frustrated and tired and give up on trying to nurse if it wasn't going great. Mm. <laughs> you know, and I think whether or not that particular anecdote is true, I can tell you sitting there and watching, waiting for Winnie the Pooh to start, <clears throat> I, I did feel a little bit like set upon by people wanting influence with my market audience that was with me. There's a lot of influence. We, I ran into a mom from our school. At Do you the get library. recognized in a, in a theater when you're on her? Oh, are you kidding me? I'll tell you, you go to the Sunday 1130 showing of Winnie the Pooh. I could have had any mom in there. No kidding. And by that, I mean none. Oh, they were all, all dudes? It's like $80 for popcorn and hot dogs. It was crazy. Oh, you would eat those hot dogs though? Mm-hmm. Gosh, oh, that's yeah. questionable. I get the jumbo. Yeah. <laughs> We got a, we got the nitrate <laughs> dipping sauce. <laughs> you, you ever gotten gluten sprinkles? No, I haven't. Not. Yes, yes. Unfortunately, everywhere I go has gluten sprinkles. <laughs> it's constantly raining danger on my paleo. <laughs> my, this seat right now, I can feel there's a gluten on here. It's the size of a river rock, and it's hurting my, it's hurting my paleo. <laughs> I'm trying so hard, Dan. I'm Are you trying really? so hard. Are you really? Yeah, yeah, I'm trying. It's What's the, the problem? What's the you problem? You just got to quit eating a pint of ice cream at night. That's oh, you know what they have here? Ice cream. They have Amy's. You ever had that Amy's ice cream? Oh, they have that Mexican vanilla. Ooh. What? Tell is, you is what. Is this like in stores? No, it's a, it's its own little shop. You, can, you can't really do any of the crushings because they're, they're all gluten, but... The ice cream itself. No, you're Just saying like no, a Faith? Just creamery type situation. Tell me, what, tell me, Faith, get on the mic. Tell me what you're, what you're talking about. They're not, the crushings are not gluten? Not all of them, no. See, this was very important. I Googled this like first thing when I went gluten-free. Apparently, Butterfingers, which are my favorite, do not have gluten in them. Butterfingers? Yeah. Is that so you what you're talking about, caramel, not, this morning? Sugar, but not gluten? Yeah. Is that- this morning, she's like, caramel has gluten in it. No, the coloring. Coloring. Yeah. This is what I've been told. Do you say caramel or caramel? I would say caramel. This morning you said caramel. I know. I think they're, di- I think they're different. No, they're the same thing. And they're both pronunciations are acceptable. I've looked it up. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, that's, just... that's, one, that's one component of your problem. <laughs> Not component? Component? <laughs> okay, so can I just clarify? Uh, the the, uh, the, the sugar, sugar is not glutens. You're avoiding glutens. That's the wheat and stuff. Is that what you're saying? You're saying it's okay to have a little sugar. I thought you weren't supposed to have sugar either. I'm confused. Uh, you know, sugar is bad. It's frowned upon, but it's certainly not as bad as gluten. I mean, if, you, if you're going to cheat, you cheat with sugar, you're in good shape. See, now I'm going right. to have to go get some Amy's after this. Yeah. Now, do you keep separate sets of dishes? Yeah, we have some for, and we have the Shabbos Goy who comes in and, and washes them for us. Okay. Theodore Herzl. <laughs> Sorry, Faith. Faith, you did sound a little echoey, didn't you? 
a little echoey. I think because there's a, we're in an echo because of the chamber with the door shut, it becomes an echo so, chamber. So faith, faith has made it through one, one, uh, <clears throat> one viewing of the film. Is that correct? Godfather? No, the film. Oh, the film. Yeah, one viewing of this. That's pretty just good. Get, yeah, just get close on the mic. It'll help with the echoing. Does that just, sound oh, better? That's much better. Did we have the doors open before? I yeah, think we, we had did. When they were gone, we had the doors open oh, before, okay. and that helped, that helped cut down. But we're going to get that big, the big panel I showed you to put in front of them. How many times did you say I have to watch it, Merlin? 27? That's not going to happen. Yeah, she is not willing, Merlin, to watch it again. Yeah. You know, also, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bother like learning how to kiss people because you, once you done that one, you know what I mean? Like, well, again, it's oh, not going to happen. Yeah. You know what? That's fine. I know you're busy. Faith, there, there but. are so many levels that that was not an apt comparison. I'm not even going to bother listing them for you. Yeah. Am I wrong? Yeah. Pretty Am I wrong? much. Yeah. Yeah, wrong? but no, totally. but. No, I think this is this is you know now now faith just for what it's worth you would have understood that joke if if you'd seen the movie more than once. Yeah, <clears throat> this is the problem. This is the problem. I mean, you're like it's it's like me and tattoos. Like I will never understand tattoos. I have to, I would probably have to get a tattoo to understand tattoos. And that's that to me that that is that is like your point. That is so wrong that that will never happen. I I don't have any. I don't have any tattoos. Although I feel like I should, especially now in Austin, everybody seems to. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's weird. Like I'm like the weird dude with no tattoos. My, my, my favorite is the people who've clearly purchased their wardrobe around their tattoos. This is my favorite. You know, it's <laughs> I just happen to be wearing a sleeveless blouse again, <laughs> so you can see this this heinous looking thing, this red thing someone shot onto my arm. I think this is, sounds like it's about fear, but it's really about pain. I think I think that um, we don't want our kids to hurt, and we don't want to hurt. And so I think it's normal, and you know Freud talks about this, right? This is all is a Freud. I forget who it was. Talks about you know this is all about pleasure and pain. We're trying to avoid the the pain, and I think because we've we've had our own pain in our childhood and in our adulthood, we to the extent possible, most of us who are normal and not you know crazy Europeans or something, like don't want our kid to have to go through that. But but the thing is, the the more we try to, huh, we shouldn't even talk about parenthood because, you know, not even because the nerds are going to be mad in email, but just because it's the third rail. You talk about parenting and people just freak out because you're always getting something wrong and there's going to be some group that's going to tell you you got it wrong. Yeah, and that's the, that's the thing. Like, I'm always hesitant to share any any information about parenting. Do you let your kids watch TV or no TV? No comment. You know, you don't even want because you don't even want to comment on that. Because there's somebody, like, I, I, here's what I will tell you. Before, before my son was born, my wife and I talked about it and said, I said, you know, honey, I grew up watching TV and look how messed up I am. I mean, look, at, look how messed up I am. I grew up watching TV. I mean, TV was like my best friend as a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And next to, you know, when I got older, it was radio. But look, at, look how screwed up I am. I don't, want my, you know, I don't want my kid to turn out like that. And so then I was like, well, you know, we need to, like, have a conversation uh, once a day. So we will put on a TV show so we can have the conversation, you know, for 10 minutes. And, the, and then if, if eventually it evolves into like, well, he's only had five hours of shows today. We could do another hour, you know, and, and then I all mean, of a sudden. If it's Dinosaur Train. Right. You know, it's it's could, educational. Could she's, she's watched, she's watched WALL-E and right. she's seen The Incredibles. <laughs> right. But now the thing is, if it's, if it's Dinosaur Train, you know. Right. That, that's, that's different. It's, oh, it's, I'm tunnel approaching. <laughs> You ever seen the dinosaur train? It's pretty yes. good. Who yeah. do you like? Who do you like? Do you like Buddy? Who do you like? I think Buddy is the most um, approachable of all of mm-hmm. them. But see, that, I like, that I like show. Don's, I like Don's underbite. We didn't. We that, he never really got into that show. No, it's a little bit. It's one of those shows that seems a little overly over engineered. 
Um, you can tell that they got a grant. It's like Sid the Science Kid being the worst example of this, where they clearly got a grant for a certain kind of thing from the, you know, the William H. Hardwood Foundation or whatever. <laughs> they gave you a grant specifically to talk about the science and hypothesis testing. And, and so they're trying to find a way to jam that into everything so that old man Hardwood is happy with it where his money went. All right. You know? You know what's delightful is, uh, you probably don't watch girl shows, but, um, you know, the, uh, the uh, uh, his little girl is a pig. Uh, I'm having a brain fart. Olivia. Olivia. The, the Olivia show is delightful because it's got none of that pro-social value crap. It's just about a selfish little girl who's funny. It's delightful. Just saying. We've seen, I've seen, I think that's been on, but it's not a favorite. You know the best written, best written show on TV is? Is it, still, is it still The Simpsons? Curious George. Yeah, I know you like that one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's very amusing. It's very amusing. So is there any point in trying to, 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 to come back to that point? Probably not. Huh? Na- what, the naked one? The naked whatever it was? Pain. Oh, coming back to pain. Well, because I, I, yes, yes. I, I think I think it's I think it's very complex, and I think the one way that we could salvage the show is to talk about how the, the pain problem. <laughs> I think there's still a chance. There's some chance. Hmm. Go ahead, caller. Is that your seltzer? Mm-hmm. Fresh, fresh soda stream. I am going through this stuff like a doorknob in a wet sweater. I am going through these at almost once a week now at the, uh, the 30s or the 30 liter size. It's crazy. I'm drinking seltzer water too. I'm going through it like water. Mm. It doesn't really quench your thirst though. If you're, if you're thirsty and you drink seltzer water, it doesn't do anything. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's almost like drinking beer without drinking beer is what's nice. It reminds me of my days when I could drink a lot of bush beer, which I can't do today. It would just make me sleepy. But it's got that beer feeling without, you know, making y'all wasted and unemployed, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, wow. here's my thinking. Oh, never mind. I, all I'm trying to say is this, because I think there's something very revealing about human nature to this, at least to me. Um, the, the one thing I, one-ish thing I kind of got right about parenthood, because you know, you know everything about parenthood until you have a kid. Everybody's got, they, you know, when I've had kids, I'd get that kid to quit yelling on the plane. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. Tell you what, tell you what, text me when the first time you take your kid on a plane and let me know how that goes. <laughs> Just, let me ask you something, Merlin. What I, yes. I used, before I had kids, like if that, I was... Were if, you that guy? Were you that I guy? I wasn't that guy, but if I was in a, if let's say I was in a restaurant, at the far yeah. reaches of the restaurant, the far reaches of a restaurant, there's a kid who's sort of banging his spoon on the table and the parents are just talking to each other. And the kid's obviously banging the spoon because he wants they're attention. They're not stopping the child. And they're not stopping. Why are you not stopping the child? Now the child you're that guy. Now the child dropped the spoon. And mm-hmm. he's asking for it back, and they're not giving it to him. And then they did give. They gave it back to him. Now he has it back again. He's banging the spoon. And it's got to be settled. It's all settled, right? He's got the spoon back. Everything's fine. Right, but he keeps banging it. You know, exactly. that kind of thing used to drive me nuts. Now that kid could be... At the adjacent table, let's say, let's say you and I went out for lunch, as we so often do. Yes. And, and that kid is at the adjacent table. Not only doesn't it bother me, I might not even be aware that there's a kid there. That's how, that's how kids have changed me. That's how I am now. Yeah. I, can, I can deal oh, with no. so that's much my life. stuff my life like that. I, I cut my life into two, two big sections. There's a section when I, when I glowered, at, like when I would like stare at people on a plane for having a, a crying Ugh. baby, and then when I would stare at the people who stared at those people. Yeah. Like, Simpson's yeah. got a good story about uh, him and a celebrity on a plane commiserating uh, over this. Over this. Ask him oh, about is this on that show? Oh, wait a minute. This is a show you do with Adam. Mm. 
Oh, I love Adam. Gosh, I, I miss that guy. He is so good. Do you still do that show? You see his new website? Sandwich Video? It, oh, has he fleshed it out a little bit? I saw it when it was... Uh, oh, dude, it's, he's got... It looks great. Is it sandwichvideo.com? People should go to that. I'm looking at it right now. He's in a pretty... Look at it's all miles and miles oh, of beer. Oh, my gosh. This is it's like, so like good. Big, it's like a big, big shag, shag carpet with glasses. Oh, a device. oh, man. He is so good. This guy is so good. It, this, is like, this is like if you imagine somebody who is so nice that all you want for them is success... And then they, they just keep getting it and they nail it. And if you, if you, like a lot of the time, I think people feel envious of somebody else's success. But in, in Sandy's case, everything he does right, I just, I'm like, I'm like that's his not, biggest that's, fan. That's, that's just, I'm just like cheering him on. Man. I'm just cheering him on. Like anything he yeah. does, I just want him to win. I just want him to win. Even if it's at my expense, I want him to yes. win. Yes, sure. All I know is I want to make out with every girl in every one of these videos. Not in a mean way. Does he cast, does he cast for this? Is that, what they call, is that what they call it now? No, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just be casting You're bad. Week. You're very bad. Shame on you. He loves couches. It's true. No, he's but very, I mean, you know what I'm saying. Does he cast these? It depends. Um, the ones where he's, I mean, some of these he's mostly photographing, but the one, and then I think almost the majority of them he does, he's the director. I mean, he is the auteur. How do for, I get him to do something for me? Hey, I think that's it. Just simple. I think that helps. Yeah, yeah it I'm works for me. To, I'm gonna have to yeah. write him out a check. We'll have to talk after the show. Yeah, yeah. Like, does he charge based on time? Would he do like if it was just if it was like a three second blip? If it was yeah. almost like a like a uh, a subliminal advertisement? Yeah, I'm in one of his videos. I'm in one of his videos. Really, just never noticed that. Never saw that. In the birdhouse, my daughter and I are in the birdhouse video. Really, I never noticed that one. I must have <laughs> fast forwarded through that part or something. Well, you'll do anything to kill this episode, won't you? You, 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 you? This is doomed. So here's the thing. <sighs> I give up. I give up. I give up. <laughs> I have seen you in the birdhouse one. It was very cute. Oh, man. We should talk about one of our sponsors. Okay. Yeah. Do you know anything about this uh, Squarespace? Have you ever seen this Squarespace? Squarespace is a site that you can go to to build another website that is not the site you went to. That's right. You hit a, hit a couple buttons and you got a website. I think they're based in New York. I, I don't know how you run a place. It seems like the operational cost or something like that would just be completely over the top. Um, but but they, they they do a heck of a thing there. Now we've talked about this in a bunch of previous episodes. The thing where you have to above all walk away with is that this is very easy to use. You can make a very lovely, easy website. If you're one of those people, like maybe like me, or maybe better than me, but you're one of those people who's like, you know what, I'm kind of done playing with widgets and I and configuring and updating extensions. You know, I'm pretty comfortable in that with that. And I actually used to make something like a living doing that stuff. And I just don't want to do it anymore. And that's that's why I love this. That's why I'm bringing more and more of my stuff over to this. Um, and it's it's just been great. So one of the things I want to talk about today that's kind of cool is this. Um, and I have not spent a ton of time with this, but but everything I've done with this so far has been really impressive, which is the, they call it membership. So you can have, within your account, you can have various people with various kinds of abilities. And it's it's really easy to manage, and they can do lots of different things. And I think this is just really sexy. So for each one of these, what's neat, one thing that's really neat in Squarespace is when you, it, it doesn't have the same conception of like being a blog site or a website. It's just you, you can go make something called a journal, which you can then place anywhere. You can put it anywhere in the structure of your site. You can, it's all done in, through this really great WYSIWYG um, interface that makes it very easy to move stuff around. It's, you know, you don't have to learn a whole bunch of stuff to do it. It's just really great. But then once you've done that, you could say, for example, you could have like an internal thing that only certain people can see. You could even say, for example, you could treat it like an intranet. And you can go create the equivalent of like a blog and say, well, there are people who can see it. There are people who, you know, 
can edit it and so forth. There's, so you can basically create your own little workflow for this stuff. And I just think it's so powerful. I, I, there, there, are, there are numerous different kinds of solutions and ways of doing this, but many of them will eventually end up you, ha- you having to do something with FTP, whether you want to or not. And that's what I like about this, is all this stuff, they've taken the best of a lot of the stuff out there um, in CMSs, blog things, page creator, widgets, and whatnot, and put it all in one place with social integration, slideshows. Um, just the whole f- ability that you can upload all your photos and stuff right in through their um, interface. Like in the blog post, you can upload a photo and it gets stored. You don't have to know anything about AWS. You don't have to know anything about, what is it, EC3? <laughs> you don't need right. to know any of that stuff. You just upload it. And it just goes. And uh, you can't take it down. So I just uh, would love for you guys to look at this because I have been loving this for over, well, since February 9th, 2010. Wow. And uh, and it's, it's a great service. And uh, so, But check it out though. If you've got a team and you want to you wanna do something and without having to go do a whole lot of configurating, it's pretty easy to go in and do that with this. It's sexy. Um, I like that they have, they have three sections of groups. They have the public, admins, and curious friends, which I think is kind of nice. <laughs> is that real, curious? Well, that's what I named mine. You can call it whatever you want. <laughs> it's going under audience properties. You can call it whatever you want. But it does work. It would work well in a team. And that's the thing. A lot of people, when they start out, even if, the, even if you're sitting there thinking, oh, you know what? I want to start blogging about... Uh, you know, about these, these football games that Joe watching on the weekends. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you, a couple of your friends say, oh, well, I want to contribute to this. Well, how do you do that? Well, they make it easy to do that. You can have teams. You can collaborate. You can have sub-accounts. And this is not, I agree with you. This is not in what they told us to say, but I want to make my own pitch on this. I've talked to them about this. They have not, they don't seem to be like trying to target a business audience, which I don't understand for myself. Like if I had a business, I would spend all of my time making something great and almost none of my time playing with blog software. I would go and I would get this and I would use this for my company website, which I in some sense have, if you consider me a company, but you shouldn't. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I would, I would spend so little time going like, so should we use Plone? You know, <laughs> I, would, I would put, I would get this account and use it and that they have a website. And I will just conclude by saying one thing. I am, uh, by virtue of the fact that I am a blog douche, uh, I'm frequently asked by people what they should use for things. Should I use this? Should I use that? And I say with absolute confidence every time that I hate to, I hate to name names here, but there are a lot of, if you want to go and build your own website, you know, from source, so to speak, there are many Unixy options out there for going and doing it. There are some fantastic blog engines that I would never try and turn you away from. Here's the thing. If you want me to help you with it though, like I'm not going to go install things for you. And then find out that you don't really have root access or that you are already at the upper limit of your MySQL databases and there's no PHP my admin, so you got to do it all from... Believe me, this happens. Somebody asks you and you say, sure, I'll help out. And now you're, suddenly you're a Unix admin. Well, what I will say to people is this. Send me a Word document because you love your words so much. Send me a Word document <laughs> with your five most important pages in it. Right. So here's the, here's the tips and tricks part. Get them to create the content. When you've created the content, name each page. I will go in. I will get you started with that. I will... And then you can go in and you can maintain all that. With Squarespace, I'm very comfortable doing that. I'm not as comfortable saying something, something, CMS, and then I gotta, I'm stuck you know, in the command line. What I like about this is, like I say, I'm very comfortable suggesting that people just go in. And like anything, let's be honest, you'll go in and you'll know very quickly like, whether this is for you or not. I knew the second I brought up the control panel that it was for me. It's not, it may not be for everybody, but give it a shot. Uh, go to uh, squarespace.com. I, Dan, I believe we have a code for this. Is that correct? I think it is back to work eight. Eight, because this is the month of eight that we're in right now. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so check it out, squarespace.com. And uh, the coupon code is it's uh, squarespace.com slash back to work, one word, B A C K T O W O R K. 
So thank you very much to Squarespace, based in New York City. Uh, for Is that right? New York City, right? They're not in Brooklyn with uh, where Marco is, right? No. Okay. Thank you very much for supporting 5 by 5 I'm back to work. So here's the thing. Uh, we talked about in that episode what was called Bracing for the Blow. I think there's that thing in us where, or even all the way back to that episode, The Second Arrow, right? And the, the, the story there being, you were talking about, and, and give me the 10-second, t- 20-second version of The uh, Second Arrow story. The Second the, Arrow story the parable. is, yeah. yeah, the parable, is that uh, back in the time of the Buddha, uh, there was somebody who was talking about uh, suffering and the, the nature of suffering, and the Buddha was saying that most of the suffering we experience is actually caused by ourselves, by our own mind, as opposed to, you know, or our reaction to things as opposed to the actual uh, event itself. And he said, for example, uh, if, I, if I shot you with an arrow, would it hurt? And he said, yeah, of course it would hurt. And he said, well, what if I shot you with a second arrow? Would that hurt? And he said, yeah, it would hurt. It would probably even hurt more. And that's, that's sort of the analogy the Buddha was making to the fact that when something happens, whether it's physical, but in, in, usually it's a mental thing. It's an experiential thing. It's something that, that happens to you. You have an experience. The, the pain and suffering that you feel emotionally on, a, on, a, on an emotional mental level is actually caused by your own brain going over and over and over the event or over whatever it was that happens. Oh, my gosh, I can't believe I did that. What did I do that for? God, I was so stupid. I can't believe mm-hmm. this happened. I can't believe that happened. And, and, and all of that suffering, all of that stress, all of that, that dissatisfaction is a result of that second arrow, the second arrow being your own, uh, your own anguish, your own suffering, that those things that you lay on top of uh, the initial event, which if, uh, you know, if you could look at it in a different perspective, you could have just uh, learned something from it and let it go. And instead you create a whole lot of suffering. That's the second arrow. Yeah. And that's, more than 10 seconds, but that's good. The, the other thing is, I mean, let's just Sorry, really clarify. I'm not sure how much I'm allowed to talk on the show. We're still working out the, the rules, the guidelines. Wow. wow. Go ahead, Colin. Whoa, 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 That's my, that's my, <laughs> that, was that's very, my very that was very, very good that was Mo Mo. impression. Wow, 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 wow. I love that movie so much. She's like, I, I have so, expect you to, to hand, you know, when I go to shake your hand, you to sort of clean it with your little roller. <laughs> and a cup. Barn my favorite line in the movie. My favorite line in the movie. Be sure to next next meal time. Be sure to pick up your Septuagintennial cupcake <laughs> in a cup. By the way, it's Jeff Garland, not John Goodman. I know. I That's never. I never buy. correct you, dude. Well, a lot of times, you know, Dan. A lot of times, I'm deliberately getting it wrong. That's what makes it a joke, as we say in Latin. Mm-hmm. But I got that way wrong because I was going too fast. Also, you can talk anytime you want. It's your show, Dan. It's not okay. my show. It's All your right, show. Cool. It's actually my show, but um, here's the thing. What's my point? Oh, so here's the thing about the second arrow, though. And this is, I, I know this is implicit in what you said, but I want to really make it explicit, is that you basically carry that arrow with you all the time, mm. like you would like a Fisher Space Pen or a notebook, let's say. And you choose to hit yourself <laughs> with that, to, to jab that arrow into your heart every time you choose to turn that pain over in your mind again and to dwell on it, if you like. And so, what's the word I'm, I'm looking for here? Um, there's a word that we, that we don't use much anymore because it has gratefully fallen out of the vernacular for being a little bit politically incorrect. Uh, <laughs> right after hysterical, I think the, <clears throat> the word that used to be in favor uh, is neurotic. I think the, that's a word that we can all get, maybe even like in a slightly Woody Allen way. Mm. But like, it makes you what we used to call when I was a kid, neurotic, which is you become kind of... <laughs> I remember Marge Simpson reading Fretful Mother magazine. <laughs> 
<laughs> so whether it's your kid or yourself, I think <laughs> I, I think neurotic is a perfectly serviceable word that we should keep in parlance. Yeah. I'm hysterical on you know it's a little it's a little Greek for my liking, if you know what I mean. But um, you know they actually did think that it was the uterus that quote unquote made, made women crazy. You know that right? Oh, really? Yeah, it was like in the 20th century. So something to think about. Tangle. <clears throat> uh, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. That's Faith. Maybe she's seen a movie about it, or at least parts of it. <laughs> oh. Wow. Uh, by the way, just tell her, tell her, I, I, uh, I, I name-checked um, wow. Breathless, but I've never actually watched it. I, I have literally seen it in parts, so I did. I got the download, and I'm going to watch it. I mean, I bought it. So I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> something, something about my souffle. I think it is in French. Okay. <clears throat> Here's what that neurotic problem, and the, the neurosis feeds itself, right? That's the problem. That's the big problem. I mean, if we were able to think about something, and this is what mindfulness is, I think, in some ways, is mindfulness is that ability to go, okay, I'm noticing myself replaying, to quote Annie Lamott, this, this uh, jukebox of my greatest hits of failure keep playing, you know? I, I'm the one who chooses to drop that quarter to keep playing those failures over in my head. Or like dumb stuff I've said, getting, getting uh, Jeff Garland and John Goodman wrong, getting, um, uh, what was it, Wedge and, uh, or... Um, Wedge and uh, Porkins wrong. Um, <laughs> wasn't, wasn't Lamont the one on Sanford's son? Yeah, I mean, right. That was Sidney Poitier, I believe. <laughs> Have you been watch- you haven't been watching the season of Curb at all? Uh, yeah, you know, I've just like you know, like we've been talking about. I've seen a few, a few. You parts of this a few this episodes. season, the bitch is back. Is all I'm saying. This this season, each one has been like he went back and watched all the best Curb enthusiasms and and got that spirit back again. Brutal. So good. So good. Can I just jump in or do I have to go back? Start from if it's, about, if it's about being neurotic and agreeing with me, talk all you want. It's your show. It's your show, Dan Benjamin. I'm no, just, I, mean, I mean to catch up with Curb Your Enthusiasm. Can I go back and do I have to oh, well, jump into in. the show? Gosh, wow. No, no, how do you no, really you feel? In. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Easy, <laughs> no, I'm saying, I'm saying how, um, how do I have, do I have to roll back to like the beginning or can I just start no, with the current the episode? Part. Well, all you need to know is he's not with his cute wife anymore. Okay. I saw uh, that. I saw that. It's mostly all the same. It's still, you know, Susie and, uh, and Jeff and everything. It's all the same. Now, now have you seen any of the ones with Bob Einstein? No, I don't. Uh, okay. may, maybe. All right. Is he the bald one or the tall one? No, no, no. He's the guy. Uh, what's his character's name? Marty. Uh, uh, Marty McFly. Name? He's the guy who played Super Dave. Remember? Gold. Yes, he's the tall one. Gold. Larry! It's gold. So anyway, uh, jump right in. Jump right in on this season. It's a good season. Right. Here's the problem. Oh, I give up. I give up. I give up. It's your show. I was going to try and make it practical, but now you've, you've subverted me with all your talk of Curb Your Enthusiasm in movies. Mm-hmm. You derailed me. All I'm saying is that, 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 that the, re- the way I wanted to try and slightly bring that around with the kid thing is that my desire to not pass on unnecessary neurotic thinking, not even behavior, the behavior will follow, but it's the thinking that causes the problem, right? My, my desire not to pass that on is, is a very artful thing, as you, <laughs> you would say. It's a black art because my own, it's, you're ultimately not passing on the fear. You're passing on the neurosis about a fear. And like, I need to let her have her own fears. I need to let her have her own boo-boos. You know, and if she's going to become as screwed up as I am, well, let her become screwed up in her own way. And that's why I'm using this very, uh, I think, somewhat New Testament, New Testament gospel idea of stewardship, right? It's not my, and I remember we talked about this a lot in my environmental ethics class in college, like the, talking about, um, you know, how Genesis in some ways, that's a pretty bad precedent <clears throat> where it's like, 
just this idea that like, is it our job to boss around nature or is it our job to like try and be a good citizen about it? And that's kind of how I try to feel with my kid. Like, I, I, if I need to take her yesterday, I had to take her out of the Walgreens because she was being a little bit of a jerk. But, you know, that's what I had to do for as long as that needed to happen. But then yeah. when I need to, as quickly as possible, get back to feeling like a colleague, I think. I don't know if that's possible. Maybe I'm doing it wrong. But, you know, I just, I have to, I have to let her develop her own neuroses in her own way. And she will. She will. But she doesn't need mine on top of it. She'll, she'll find plenty of things to worry about. You know, and, 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 and back to your point, though, about the walking on a wall and then you're going to fall, you're going to fall. I think that fear of that pain and that fear of, of arrows known and unknown is what drives us to do all this completely crazy stuff that feels safe, but is actually very harmful in a lot of ways. <clears throat> and the same way that we try to do that stuff to help our kids, we try to do that stuff to try and help ourselves. And I don't think it helps. Again, you can't inoculate yourself against that. But and finally, last thing about this, and then I'll shut up. Okay. Um, there's this thing I say to her, and I don't even care if she gets this today. I want her to get it someday. And that is, I, I say to her, um, we just have to be safe. Because if you're safe, you don't have to be scared. It's not, a, it's not a question of, like, I'm not trying to scare you. It's a question of just being safe. Like, if you do this thing where you look left, and you look right, and you look left again before you cross the street, like, that's a little thing we do. We got a little song for it. We do that. And we're being safe. So we don't have to be scared of traffic. The part of this I'm not telling her is that she might get hit by a car someday, no matter how much she looks left, right, left. Mm. But she is, in my mind at least, doing a reasonable minimal amount of risk, risk uh, mitigation before crossing the street. And I think that thing, like, I think that notion, though, it's helped me to think about that. It's okay as long as you're safe, you don't have to be scared. Because put a different way, no matter how scared you are, it's not going to make you safe. Fear is this is that is carrying that arrow around and like wondering why it why it hurts and it's so hard for you to fit in an airline seat. That's you know it's because you got an arrow in your back that you put there. You know what I mean? Um, so I don't know. I think there's lessons to be learned from this and cats too. Really, do you enjoy cats, Dan? No. Do you have anything you'd like to add? Since I talked so much just now. No, I really like what you had to say. Mm. Can I mention a sponsor? We got a new sponsor. Did I mention this? No, you didn't. We got a new sponsor. Are you excited? Do you want to hear? Yeah. Here, you ready? Smile Software. <sighs> I like those guys. Now that name, that mean you may hear Smile. You've heard Smile on my Mac. You've heard Smile Software. I know what you've heard is Text Expander. I don't know if you've ever heard me go on at length about it, but it's one of my favorite things. They also make a really cool app called PDF Pen that I've used. Uh, great for marking up uh, stuff. But basically, um, Smile. This week, I'm not going to go into super nerd stuff. I'm saving that for the next uh, couple weeks. But uh, first, I want to make sure you understand what Text Expander is and why you have to use it. Now, Dan, are you a current Text Expander user? I, I am. I am a registered, licensed holder. Of... No, are you just saying that? Because, no, I'm because... not. Really? Okay. All I right. really am. Well, Do you want I, me to, uh, I, I, how about this? How, uh, you know, yeah. how about uh, I, re, I go into the preferences? Okay, I'll do that too. Well, while you're doing that, let me just quickly explain what this is. Because I know you kind of get this and you've heard the name a lot. But it's like, I say to, it's like I say to my friends. There's two kinds of people in the world. People who back up regularly and people who will eventually back up <laughs> regularly. And I feel kind of like that. I feel kind of like that about, uh, about Text Expander. Um, there, there are other apps that do this and have done this in the past. But it works on OS X. It syncs with your iOS devices. More and more really good uh, of all the text apps I use on iOS uh, integrate with Text Expander. As I said to David Sparks, if I open up a text app and it doesn't do Markdown and it doesn't do Text Expander, there's a good chance I won't open it again because it's just it's not doing it for me. Uh, you may have seen in Lion how you're going to have some ability to do this on iOS, I hear, but that's not going to sync across all your boxes. And if you're like me, how many do you have, Dan? How many machines just, just here on this desk? I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven 
machines on my desk right now. Mm-hmm. I can't even count how many I've got. I'm scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. But basically, anytime I realize I have to type something more than once, and I think I'll have to type it more than once again. You just go into the text expander and you put it in there. Well, it's a launch bar shortcut where you could just, you could just go type something and say, go make this a text expander so thing. Cool. See, this, so, is, this is what I don't know about. I don't know all these little things. Like I'm using, I use text expander. I use the heck out of it. But I probably don't know half of these these little. Well, that's tips that's and what I, that's what I'm hoping. <clears throat> I'm going to send you a screen grab here. That's what I'm hoping in the next couple of weeks. I just want to first get your head around exactly what this what this thing does and why it's so amazing. For example, here's some obvious ones. Dan, have you ever had to type your email address? I once once or twice. Okay. Well, I even though I'm supposedly not the email guy, I find myself having to type my email address a lot, and it's not always in like a sexy form field that remembers all that stuff from me. Oh no, far from it. Um, more often, I've got to put it somewhere where. I just, you know, my name at domain.com. I can't even tell you how many times I've had to go and type that. And it's crazy making. Um, and because it is very close to involving uh, email, my name, and Gmail, I now type E-M-M-G. And I hear a little bloop, a little sound like that, and E-M-M-G turns into my email address. That's all there is to it. If I type B-B-B, it turns into the phrase back to work. If I type B-B-U, that turns into the... Uh, Earl for our site, 5x5.tv slash B2W. All little things, right? But the thing is, once you've gone into this app, into Text Expander, and you've added a few of these in, you're going to instantly start seeing these. So much so, I haven't done this in a while, but it used to be that, yeah, statistics. Text Expander will keep track of how much time you have saved. And according to this, I don't type any 80. How many times? I probably do 60 correct words per minute, maybe. No, no, no. Maybe 50 words per minute. Um, That's saved three, I've saved 3.4 hours of my time uh, using Text Expander. It keeps track of all the amount of work that it saved you. Um, it's expanded 1,138 of my snippets, and the characters, it saved 51,218 characters I didn't have to type. So I'm really using that. And again, like anything you use, I don't care if you're like a bash guy or you're like a launch bar gal, like this is going to become muscle memory and you're going to use it all the time. We'll get into the serious nerd stuff um, with the future ones, but I just want you to understand that it's, this is a set it and forget it type situation. I have hundreds of these because I am a hyper nerd. I hope, I hope that you never have the afflictions that I have, but uh, it's a huge time saver. iOS, man, just forget about it. There's so much stuff I use this for. All of my uh, markdown, so many of my markdown commands are in here. If I type HHR, it gives me five asterisks for a horizontal rule in markdown. Oh man. You ever have to type five asterisks on your keyboard in iOS? <laughs> Think about that. You hit a thing, you hit the other thing. <laughs> and then, That'd be a nightmare. It's a total nightmare, even with the split keyboard, which I hear is nice. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a real pain. So anyway, I, I, here's the first thing. Now, you're going to hear some really seriously nerdy, embarrassingly nerdy tips in the next couple of weeks. But I really want you to go try out Texas. Now, here's the good news. The, the, my only concern, Dan, is that these guys aren't doing anything for our listeners. No, they will, they've refused. I mean, you asked <laughs> them, right? And they said, we're not going to do anything because, you know. Yeah. There's some person there called, I guess, Gene. Um, actually, Jean is teaching rock and roll camp right now. Do you know that? She's teaching I, girls how to play rock guitar. How cool is that? Like air guitar or a rock band? No, 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 real guitar. I'm not going to play guitar, don't worry. Here's the thing. Go to smilesoftware.com slash B2W, the numeral to B2W. How cool is that? And now check this out. You go to that page, you'll see the coupon code on that page, so you can write this down or not. But B2W811, you ready for this? You ready for this? 20 percent off 20 percent off you could have pdf pen and text expander today for 20 percent off that's good i think am i eligible to use because i don't have this pdf pen and i've been looking at this pdf we should talk about that we should talk about that this ain't no preview this is this is really nice if you need talk to that david sparks guy about this if you have to do anything with pdfs this is the something zizit it's really good 
That was my Snoop Dogg talk. I like that. Well, anyway, here's how you can remember the promo code. If you if you can't remember smallsoftware.com slash B2W, if that's too much for you, yes. you go to, B, the code is B2W for back to work. Eight, because it's August. Eleven, because that's a, the year. Hmm. Simple. I'm going to play that in the lottery. Yeah. So, but the nice thing is if you do, have you been to the site? It's really pretty. If you go to smilesoftware.com slash B2W, that's not just a redirect. They made us a really cool page with my face on it. You know everything. what I want to do? I need to do this. I need to send them because they're using the show art, which is really great art and does have your face on it. And I think we need to send them just your face and so that they can have just your, a big smiling Merlin. <laughs> a big smiling Merlin. That sounds like something you get at one of our local uh, Chinese restaurants. I have the big smiling uh, Merlin with no pecans, please. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I just sent you. Uh, I just sent you uh, mm-hmm. something here in the thing. Slingblade. You seen that? You seen Slingblade? Mm-hmm. So this, I've gone in in, in the text expander. I have to type Carl Van Hoot's name so often as a result of helping CVH. Hmm? CVH. K. K Dan K. Look it up. KVH. Oh, that yeah, I that's right. You get, spell it with the K because of the. I had to get the ligature because of his because of his Dutch heritage. Yeah. He's very very heavy Dutch. And uh, so because I want to get the ligature right. You'll notice. I went in and fixed it. So now if I type Van Hoot, H-O-O-T, it automatically fixes the ligature in Carl Van Hoot. Van now, Hoot is, is not registered, by the way. I asked somebody told me that, yeah. I, Dan, I got a problem. No more domains. I'm letting them go now. Mm-mm. I've had some bad ones. Is the Kindle waterproof yet? Um, you know, I still own undisclosedlocation.com. That's me. I got some good ones. Anyway, uh, thank you very much to Smile Software. So go to smilesoftware.com slash B2W. Um, and and uh, like most of our uh, spots for our beloved sponsors, and so far we're still, what are we, 11 for 11. All of our sponsors so far are stuff we use and love. So we're still good. We're trying to keep it. Oh, oh you know what? This is not an official spot thing, but I do have to mention this, and then we'll get back to not doing the show. But, uh, you know, uh, there's uh, these, those Wilkinson brothers. There's 80, 80, 80 minutes in, though, man. Yeah. Here's the thing. They added repeating tasks. To get oh, also oh, a, pr- a previous sponsor who didn't pay t- for this show. <laughs> we're going to sp- okay. Go ahead. So let's whoa, talk about whoa, that. Oh, easy text. I just want to make sure we mention that because I, I got a good response from people who had, had not tried get flow. They repeating to, tasks. Flow. Sorry, flow. Flow. Not get. It's getflow.com. So go to get flow. But anyway, yeah, I just want to mention that in passing because that's a called nice flow. Play with it today, and it's very cool. Getflow.com. Called flow. Mm, big smiling Merlin. Repeating tasks. It's just so, it's, man, it's really something. Anyway, good week? It's been a good week. It's warm, a little warm in here. <laughs> it's warm in here. Yeah, I blame the French doors. Well, we got to do something with, uh, because the, the windows, that's the thing. We've got like a full wall of windows, which is great for the lighting, but bad for the temperature. <laughs> and after about 2, 2 p.m., <laughs> the sun starts to hit the side of the house and, oh, it's hot. Hmm. Uncom- the French doors. I saw them open for a crystal ship one time. The crystal ship is being filled. Yeah, but you know, the French doors, they do it all. It's all Gallic. It's all done in French. I don't speak any French, so I can't even make a joke about that. You know, he died in France, Jim Morrison, I think. Didn't he die in Paris? He's heavy and had a beard. He's I would never get heavy and grow a beard because I think that's when you really lose it, you know, just for what it's worth. A million ways to spend your time. What are you going to do differently with your kid today? Kennel? What are you going to try different? What am I going to try different? Mm-hmm. I'm letting, I'm letting it run around more. I mean, like when we get near, you know... The Should I try street, something different? I'm just curious. I'm just curious. Because, you know, it's, don't you feel like it's an ongoing process? I mean... I try I, something sounds, different. I don't know if I try anything the same twice. 
that's how I felt. I've said this before, but I felt like, you know, this is this is the unavoidable lesson of having a kid is like, you know, your kid just cries a lot. And our kid, we had to hold her to sleep. I, gosh, Eleanor, if you ever listen to this, I'm so sorry I'm telling all this. This is deep but like, stuff. She didn't, she didn't want to be put down. She wanted to be held, you know? And like, it was just like, it was such a victory if you could get the kid to sleep. I don't know. Do you remember this? It was a huge victory. It's still a victory for us. Well, an- another great thing that woman said in that class that turned out to be true for us was like, your kid could sleep up to 14 hours a day. It might sleep for five minutes. It might sleep for 14 hours. You will never know until the kid wakes up how long that will be. So don't count on getting like so many straight hours of sleep in a row. <laughs> right? And so it'd be, it would be such a victory. And so like for me, I actually had a chapter in that fake book of mine about this. Have a chapter. But it's like you get that rhythm right of like carrying the kid around and like you get the motion right and you feel like you got it. And then that works for like three nights and then it suddenly stops working. You got to start over. You got to learn a new thing. You know what I mean? I sure that's, do. That's true for kids. It's true for life. You know what I'm saying, Dan Benjamin? I hear you. I'm going to get my kid an inside kennel. I think that outside one's kind of leaky. I'm going to have a nice inside kennel. That'd Put some nice. old shirts in there. Something like put it in the garage or whatever. No, she didn't. Well, she'll have to work her way up to that. She's got to get, that's, that's a privilege item, being in the garage. <clears throat> I'm going to button it up. All right. Okay, I love you. Love you too.